Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. A little over a month ago, we launched a special uh, sub-series of Chicago's Legal Latte focusing on bankruptcy issues. Uh, today, we wrap up that series with the seventh installment of the Bankruptcy Solutions podcast series. Um, I'm Jim Mitchell, and our discussions have featured contributions by two attorneys from Lavelle Law with extensive backgrounds in, in bankruptcy issues, shareholder Timothy Hughes, who has joined me for a number of the discussions, and my guest today, who is back uh, for uh, some further look uh, further look at uh, one of the main topics, managing partner Ted McGinn. We're going to conclude the series that has focused on solutions for individuals and businesses, and today we look at uh, corporate dissolutions. Um, so, Ted, um, welcome back. It's been a great run here on this series. I think we've really provided a lot of information. I thank you for putting the time into it. Thanks, Jim, for having me. And I kind of agree with you. I think it's been a good, timely topic to throw out there for discussion, a lot of misinformation out there. So hopefully we've provided some answers to uh, people out there as, as to you know bankruptcy options. And so that's the whole purpose. Hopefully we accomplish that. Yeah, and well, let's look at the, the corporate side today, as I said. And, uh, you know, there may be situations in, in which a business owner decides it's, you know, just time to close the business due to financial concerns, or, or maybe in some cases they're forced into that decision. Um, tell me about some of the options they have if, if they simply want to shut down. Yeah, when you're dealing with a business and you decided that you do not have a viable core business, you're not generating profitable cash or any cash at all, or or the liabilities and expenses are greater than the the income, uh, you have to think about shutting down the business. And you have a few options. You know, we've already talked about Chapter 7 bankruptcies uh, for corporations. Another option that we really haven't talked about, which we're not going to get to today, it's, it's kind, of a, kind of a unique area. It's assignment for the benefit of creditors. You don't see those very often, but that is an option. What we're going to talk about today, though, would be a corporate dissolution, and that's just another choice that you can have to shut down your business. And of course, there's pros and cons for the two different types of uh, you know of actions that you're going to take here. Now, with a Chapter Seven, you're going to have a bankruptcy court that's going to be involved. It's a public proceeding. A third-party trustee is appointed. It's his job to liquidate the assets of the business. The business has to have uh, an officer that's going to have to appear before a creditors committee, uh, a, medi- a meeting, I should say. And so, at the, so, so those reasons, so those steps sometimes make a bankruptcy less attractive. On the other end of the spectrum, you talk about a corporate dissolution. That is a procedure uh, that's handled between the officers of the corporation and their attorney. Now, much like a bankruptcy, you're that you're going to be liquidating those assets and you're going to be distributing the proceeds to the creditors, but you're going to be handling it yourself. It's going to be a private uh, procedure that's, that, that you do to, to kind of take those steps rather than the public procedure of a bankruptcy. Um, and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about that process. And as you mentioned earlier, some of the, some of the pros and cons of, of taking this route. Um, 
I know there's uh, the question of corporate limited liability, and and that has uh, something we haven't really talked uh, about before. Is that something that's unique to this circumstance? And can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the backdrop of all this. Really, is you know, when people start a business, uh, one of their first and foremost decisions is what is that business structure they're going to use to operate their business? Are they going to go with a sole proprietorship? Uh, which is unlimited personal liability. We strongly recommend against using that form. Uh, it's certainly the easiest form to set up, of course, but it, does, it doesn't provide any protection at all for you, from, you know, for you personally. So the, what we try to get them into is a, is a corporation or a limited liability company. For both of those two business entities, you have what is known as limited liability. And what that means is that the individual owners of that business are not personally liable for the debts of the business. That's the general rule. Now, of course, there's always exceptions, but you know when you get into a bankrupt situation, that's when you're you're going to be happy that you chose to use a corporation or a limited liability company because again, a general rule: those owners, even if you file a bankruptcy, those those owners are not personally liable for those debts of the business. That uh, provides some important protection. Um, and I, I want to talk a little bit about what you mentioned earlier, which is the process of, of closing a business down. You mentioned it's the shareholders and, and their legal representatives who, who kind of wade through those waters. Now, if a, if a company closes down, um, they have certain assets. Uh, or do they simply sell those, assign those, walk away from those? Is it up to them what they do under this circumstance then? Yeah, well, if you're going to do a corporate dissolution, there are a few steps. The first step is that the owners of the company has to approve the the dissolution. And, and under the Illinois Business Corporation Act, uh, two-thirds of the shareholders are required to approve that dissolution. So some, sometimes you may have a situation where you have two 50-50 shareholders and they can't agree. You may not be able to legally properly proceed with the dissolution unless you get both parties on board. If you have um, you know somebody that owns 100%, of course, that's not a big deal, not a big step. Uh, but the first step would be to have that resolution put together, have the shareholders approve it, and then the next step, you'd file the articles of dissolution with the Illinois Secretary of State, or, or if you're in another state, of course, whatever jurisdiction you're in with that particular state, Secretary of State. Once they process the certificate of dissolution, then at that stage, a couple things happen. First of all, the officers of the corporation, it's their fiduciary duty at that point to try to marshal the assets, you know, gather the assets, convert any physical assets into cash by conducting a sale. They have a fiduciary duty to try to maximize what they can get on the sale of those assets. They have an obligation to try to collect any outstanding receivables. Um, and then in addition, they would notify creditors with instructions as to when and where to file their proof of claim. And, and then also part of that, you'd want to notify the Internal Revenue Service, the Department of Revenue, and other governmental agencies of the dissolution of the company so they have, they're aware of it. And, and then you know once the claims have been filed, then at that point, whatever proceeds were received would then be remitted to those creditors Pro rata. Now, if the creditors have been paid in full and there's still funds left over, that those remaining funds would then be distributed to the shareholders of the company. 
And once a decision is made to dissolve the corporation, can it be immediate? Is there usually a timeline that you set it out 30 or 60 or 90 days, or does it vary by circumstance? Well, once it's been approved, then, you know, you can file it as ready as soon as you can. I mean, it, it, there's really no you know, deadline on when you have to file it. But, of course, until you file those articles of the Secretary of State, you really haven't dissolved. So, you know, I, I would say, you know, you'd want to proceed that way as quickly as possible. A lot of times in this situation, you may have creditors who are pursuing claims against the company. So for that reason, it kind of behooves the owner to kind of move that along quickly as possible so that way, they have a, a nice response to those creditors. You can let them know that the company is out of business, it's dissolved, no longer exists, and then you kind of put a stop to dealing with any state court proceedings that could be pending out there. Um, there is a, a time period, though, on when you have to notify creditors. So once you file that uh, articles and you have the certificate back, you have to notify those creditors, with, and they have to have the right to file a proof of claim. Uh, you know, within a certain statutory time that's set forth by the Business Corporation Act. So, the, so that there is a little bit of a clock get, that gets running there. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've been following along, you know this is the last of our seven episodes of Bankruptcy Solutions Series. Uh, previous six episodes are available at LavelleLaw.com. Just click on the News and Resources tab. You'll find a link to this series. Uh, and then also on that page, um, links to many of our other past Chicago's Legal Latte episodes, and they cover a wide range of legal services beyond just bankruptcy. Um, and if you flip through the site, you'll also find some background information on my guest today, Attorney Ted McGinn. Uh, his articles, his videos, podcasts are all there, a great great collection of information. Um, and, Ted, as we talk about that dissolution process, one thing that comes to mind for me is, uh, you know, there are certain tax requirements that a corporation faces that take place monthly, quarterly, yearly. Um, once you dissolve, what, what happens to any tax obligations that may have accrued or may still be open? Yeah, you're going to, you know, certainly if you decide you're going to dissolve the company, you're going to have a date where those articles are approved and signed and filed with the Secretary of State. And at that point in time, uh, you've kind of that, that's when your year end has, has kind of happened, and you you have an obligation to file that final income tax return with the Internal Revenue Service and the Department of Revenue. And I would also want to you know highlight that it's important that uh, you know corporations certainly leave enough funds available to pay for their accountant to prepare that final return. Um, you know, but if it's a you know an S corporation, you're going to file that final return. Then any income or loss, wherever the case may be, would be allocated to those owners based upon their ownership in the company. Uh, in addition, you also have final employment tax returns, and those have to be prepared and filed as well. And one of the reasons you're going to want to make sure those are taken care of and, and filed is that there is potential personal liability relating to employment taxes. So that's something you certainly want to avoid. Again, the whole purpose and using a corporate entity or a limited liability company is to protect your personal assets. So if, you, uh, if you're if you know, an owner or a president or officer of the company and you don't file that final 941, you're going to get a visit from the IRS, and you know, obviously it makes more sense to try to avoid that if at all possible. Um, as, as I've talked about specific uh, bankruptcy options with, with both you and Tim Hughes throughout the series here, um, we have mentioned in bankruptcy processes that if there is a loan outstanding and someone has guaranteed that loan uh, on behalf of the company, that there is uh, some concern there. Is that a circumstance uh, in a dissolution as well? 
It definitely, absolutely, Be- because you know, in this situation, whether you're in a bankruptcy or dissolution, you're you're causing the termination of that corporate entity or the limited liability company, so that entity no longer exists. However, that has no impact on any personal guarantee. Now, personal guarantee, really, what that is, is a separate enforceable promise made by the owner or some other party related to the company to personally guarantee that debt. That's between the creditor and that individual. Now, a corporation filing a bankruptcy or or a corporation being dissolved, you're terminating the existence of that entity. That legal entity no longer exists. However, the individual is still there, and, and therefore that creditor still has a legitimate claim to bring against that individual guarantor. So that's certainly something that you want to consider when you're deciding whether you want to shut down a a company, either a bankruptcy or dissolution, that is still a a relevant factor to keep in mind. Um, And and Ted, you you made a great point earlier about um, selecting the right corporate entity when starting a company just for reasons like this. We've talked about that on other podcasts uh, over the years, and it's it's always a great point. as we kind of wrap things up here, um, talk just a little bit about um, as you're owning a business, as you're running a business, as financial issues start to arise, when is the right time to maybe seek some uh, legal counsel to, to look at options before the before the wave gets too big? I mean, is, is there always sort of warning signs you see that maybe require conversations? Well, I think it's always prudent to have an attorney involved. You know, we talked about these personal guarantees. I mean, if if you can avoid entering them in the first place, that would be a great way to protect yourself personally from the claims of of creditors of the business. Now, of course, that's going to have to happen early on. You know, you, you, you're going to be doing that before the company has any, you know, debt issues. But I think as, as you start operating, you see that the uh, the amount of your monthly outflow of cash exceeds what is coming in. Then at that point, you can you can see you have a cash flow problem, and, and if you're not going to be able to survive that, now I would recommend that you contact an attorney once you realize you're in that situation, and talk to that attorney, see if there's a way to renegotiate some debt, see if maybe a bankruptcy reorganization is a possibility where you can kind of restructure the debt. And just talk to the attorney for very, you know, whatever options are there. Because if you can save that business, the sooner you talk to the attorney, the better. Well, and talking to an attorney is really what uh, this series has been about, as well as uh, Chicago's Leah Latte ongoing podcast series. And uh, the folks at Lavelle Law have been very helpful throughout this and are there to take calls, 847-705-7555 or lavellelaw.com. Plenty of answers available. We thank uh, Attorney Ted McGinn for being with us today and uh, his uh, partners in the firm who have contributed uh, Bankruptcy Solutions. We'll be back with Chicago's Legal Latte episodes in the weeks ahead. Thanks for listening.